larger area uh, there uh, more income comes from the price and the yield which is being affected whereas farmers who have less than 1 hectare uh, less than 2 hectares of land all go for wages they tried it say they had couple of uh, animals so they used to have milk and then they used to sell the milk directly to some of the hotels uh, or directly to the consumer so they tried to evolve their own coping mechanisms in the last few years that all got uh, as we are trudging into the second phase of the covid-19 lockdown we are increasingly becoming aware of broken supply chains lost production depressed markets disrupted cash flows and so on it is not just trains and buses it's millions of households that are at a standstill in this episode of covid-19 and the city we speak with dr raman nailu director of the center for sustainable agriculture we will be doing this in two parts the first mainly focused on production and market losses the second focused on the possible long term and structural implications of reverse migration and on what we should be doing dr gv ramanelu otherwise known to his friends as ramu has been associated with many regional and national networks involved in understanding and shaping agricultural practices and policies so um thank you ramu for um, agreeing to do this interview with us let me begin by asking you um, a personal question um, because this has been a very dramatic situation and uh, it has affected a lot of us personally so the first question that i want to ask you is what were your thoughts when the lockdown was announced what were you thinking about were you thinking about the crops were you thinking about the workers were you thinking about the way the city itself is going to be affected uh i was thinking about the harvest uh, we had few thousand farmers whose mangoes are going to be harvested this uh, month mm-hmm. and uh, had few thousand farmers who had tomatoes uh these two, what do we do with these two is the was the first question uh, mm-hmm. i had because uh, every year uh, there was a crisis and this year we thought uh, farmers would get better prices Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in the entire year last uh, if we take like, entire last year vegetable prices were already low mm-hmm. and uh, for last 3 months tomato prices were half the price which compared to the last year already the prices were low mm-hmm. so normally farmers gets uh, better price uh, april may june so mm-hmm. we thought uh, at least these 3 months will compensate for the losses which were made so there were large number of farmers who had grown tomatoes similarly uh, this year mango harvest uh, almost uh, as halved because of the rainfall and uh, other weather uh, uh, impacts mm. so we thought at least uh, from whatever harvest they get they can make money mm. and uh, so the, the very first thing struck my mind was what what happens to farmers who are growing mangoes and uh, tomato because uh, other crops other rabi crops like paddy maize and all at least government will anyway will step in because uh, it is a, there is a pds there is a mandate on the government to buy and then sell so they will distribute so that's not much worry there's also worry was, a, there's also a storage uh, and lifetime shelf life is there so there's a shelf life and also there is a there is a system established Mm-hmm. whereas uh, the, for uh, these mangoes and tomatoes it's not there is no system and uh, it will have a 
significant impact so that was the very first thing uh, i felt hmm. so ramu is there a geography to this meaning that there are are there particular districts regions within the two telugu speaking states that you are concerned about Oh, it's not so much about uh, geographies see it's mm. about uh, uh, communities because mm. uh, within this uh, now situations have changed so much mm. uh, that uh, it's no more geographies uh, which makes an impact it's actually the the socio economic status of the farmer who makes an impact say mm. there could be very poor farmer in krishna district also there could be very rich farmer in kadapa and uh, go uh, the karnul district also so that's the kind of situation hmm. uh, so in general hmm. uh, so poor farm, small farmers who have less than 1 hectare of land uh, in every region is in always in crisis i see uh, so that's so geography it's not so much of geography i would say it's more about socio economic uh, status of the farmer hmm. uh, having said that uh, also it is uh, if you look at uh, uh cropping patterns there are hmm. certain areas where there is more of uh, uh, more shift towards uh, vegetables and uh, horticultural crops like kadapa for example hmm. or uh, chittur hmm. kadapa chittur telangana if you take it is karimnagar and mahabubnagar hmm. so these areas will have slightly more impact hmm. uh, compared to the areas where say uh, where say enter east godavari west godavari where there is large area under paddy kind so hmm. slight so the geographical impact could be slightly variant but i would say it's more about socio economic uh, status of the farmers so you are essentially saying that it is the it is the really the marginal farmer that is who works yes. with maybe an acre to acre pieces of land who yeah. are going to be affected and among them it is the people who are basically working with uh, crops that are likely to uh, not have a lot of shelf life that yes yes and, so and also a... yeah that is uh, there and also see one of the the major thing so the second thoughts and then when we see uh, when we started discuss, uh, discussing and also started seeing about the uh, impact of this lockdown on farmers kind of thing two three things came up very starkly mm-hmm. one is about say if you look at across the country uh the fa- ap and telangana has the lowest incomes for farmers uh, apart from uttar pradesh so after uttar pradesh it's andhra pradesh and telangana which has the lowest per household income lowest mm-hmm. and uh, so and uh, the difference between uttar pradesh and andhra pradesh is very marginal so i would say uh, and then the risk of crop failures in uttar pradesh and andhra pradesh if you take andhra pradesh is very high because mm-hmm. we have lot of dry area as well mm-hmm. so if we take out uh, uttar pradesh i think uh, the highest uh, impact uh, we, uh, we expected that andhra pradesh would be seriously be affected because uh, already they are very low in income mm-hmm. and uh, this would be further uh, affected mm-hmm. that way if you take across the country actually lowest income apart from agriculture entire rural uh india if you take uh, andhra pradesh as the lowest income so, even uh, compared to the other states so that's a serious problem so uh, to just get back to the uh, the word that you used you were, you're basically talking about the harvest right uh, yes. is this is this a question then of production or the last stage of production or is this a question of the markets being able to pick up Where, so, where do you think is going to be the issue huh, so when we are talking about income it has uh, the losses are three at three levels hmm. 
One is uh, the loss of harvest. They couldn't harvest or they couldn't do certain operations, so they lost the harvest. Hmm. Second is the price loss. Hmm. They could harvest it, but they couldn't sell it. Hmm. So they lost price. So they hmm. had a harvest, but they couldn't they lost the price. Hmm. Uh, apart from these two, there is another significant compound, which is uh, wages. Hmm. See, almost all Andhra and in Andhra and Telangana, near about 42% of the income of all the all these farmers hmm. get they get from uh, wages. I see. And these wage compound every household, I would say, and hmm. these wages comes from uh, either working in others' fields. Hmm. or one of their family member being migrated to other areas. Okay. So either the, somebody migrated to other area and sent back some money hmm. or uh, they themselves go and work in other areas. So the farmers income if we are taking is only about 34% which is coming from cultivation. 42% actually is coming from the wages and salaries and then livestock and other things. So in this, if you look at that, the farmers who are living in Andhra and Telangana are surviving essentially because of the labor work. Hmm. The opportunities created or whatever is available as labor hmm. is what was surviving them. And now that is completely affected, completely, almost uh, it came to zero. Okay. Hmm. Then uh, prices have gone down hmm. and harvest also they couldn't make. So both ways. So I would say there is a loss in the wages, there is a loss in the prices, there is also a loss in the harvest. So three together is what uh, affected the farmer. So in, in one month time, we actually made a survey in the last uh, 15 days. So when we were making survey hmm. across the board, across board from say farmers who have one acre to 10 acres kind of thing, hmm. near about 30 to 40 percent uh, income loss is there for farmers. I see. And that is uh, both from harvest and from uh, all these. Ma- so, everything together. Uh, everything excluding together. Excluding the wage. No, I am saying uh, uh, Even that yeah, excluding the wage. Uh, excluding uh, the, wage, excluding right? the wage. Excluding the wage. Because wage is already affected. Correct. And uh, so if there are farmers who have larger area, mm. uh, their uh, more income comes from the price and the yield, mm. which is being affected. Hmm. Whereas farmers who have less than one hectare, less than two hectares of land, all go for wages. Hmm. So all of their incomes are affected, hmm. and many of them may not be even having su- sufficient harvests also in this. Year. So largely they depend on wages now this month. Hmm. And so that is completely gone. That now. is completely gone now. I think that's a serious problem. So so then from what you're saying, it looks like what our concern should be now is to try and understand how household strategies which have evolved over time where they are getting a mix of income part from wage part from uh, the cultivation and part and livestock livestock. and livestock yeah so all of those strategies now suddenly being affected to varying degrees but uh, the cumulative effect of it is pretty harsh Yes. And so what we need to then think about is how are these families going to alter their strategies to survive and what what can be done to help these households to figure out where to go from here. That I think that's a, that's exactly the issue. Say we were talking to people in Kadapa district. They say one of the coping mechanisms they tried is say they had a couple of animals, so they used to have milk, and then they used to sell the milk directly to some of the hotels hmm. or directly to the consumer. So they tried to evolve their own coping mechanisms in the last few years. Hmm. 
that all got uh, affected now hmm. so, so it's the, so basically you need to reassemble your household uh, completely completely because say somebody used to produce vegetables and go they used to go and sell directly to the people they used to sit in the mandi and used to sell that is affected so hmm. overall economic impact whatever distress it has caused now it hmm. may not end today i think that the, the, the another problem is it may not end today Hmm. it may continue further in the next few years i think from that point of view we need to look at what coping mechanisms uh, households uh, need hmm. and what collectively we all can make that it will happen in a better way because hmm. if you look at uh, all the coping mechanisms whatever are in place today hmm. it is all because whatever they were able to do on their own so hmm. there was no organized effort to support people hmm. so uh, it's basically say nobody was uh, say uh, they, they no one made an attempt to assess their skill and build skills mm. in couple of areas where they can go and find work mm. they didn't do this even for farm workers no effort has been made in this country ever to improve the skills of farm workers also mm. never mm. it is basically considered as an unorganized unskilled labor work kind of thing mm. they were never given any tools instrument implement so that they can do in a better way Mm. are earned in a better way so nothing of that sort happened till date mm. so they they were all left to themselves to cope up with the whole situation mm. so they if now what would be the reaction of these people mm. in coping up from that point of view if we see so we were mm. actually talking to them saying why did you walk so many kilometers back Uh, what made you to see yeah, if you had so much love for your village and all probably you should not have left why did you leave first of all and then now why did you come back hmm. when we were talking to them hmm. uh, many of them say uh, they are terrified hmm. they are terrified uh, it's not about death hmm. it is about living hmm. see it's not about death it's about living they feel they can't survive hmm. and there is nobody to care them Mm. and uh, they had lot of bad memories of uh, demonetization mm. the way they struggled uh, being in urban areas mm. so being with their own people being in the village even if they get half of the income do something in the village and then survive there mm. so that's what many people were talking about and mm. uh, whether that will become reality or not depends on uh, the kind of support which they get See, mm. they cannot get support probably again they will do a distress migration see mm. um, there uh, many of them coming to urban areas was a distress migration now going back also is a distress migration mm. so again if there is a crisis in the rural areas they may again come back also yeah, whatever coping they is in their hands they will try to do they may mm. not be in a position to do everything what they think even they can do kind of so, so that's where uh, i think uh, as a civil society and government we should rethink about uh, redesigning support systems and then the coping mechanisms and creating opportunities kind of you have just heard the first part of a two part episode on covid-19 and the city featuring dr gv ramanjaneelu director of center for sustainable agriculture hyderabad we talked about disruptions in agricultural patterns and the escalating agrarian distress we spoke a bit about the effects being felt by rural households the wide ranging impacts of lockdown will not spare anyone but smaller farmers will be most acutely affected in the second part of this episode 
we will talk in more detail about possible shifts in household strategies and how we need to prepare for these. Stay tuned for the next part of the conversation between Dr. G.V. Ramanjaneilu and Dr. Anant Maringanti. That's me.